What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have a great one coming at you for today. I know it's been a little bit of time. Tim and I have been traveling, getting some other business affairs in order, but here we are again. As always, we start up with our chop up. We kind of just catch up all things business, some funny stories, uh, some some changes that we're going to take on in our own personal lives and career paths. Then we get into our tips. We're trying to give more business tips uh, that relate to our uh, own ventures specifically. So I give a few health and fitness tips. One, if you are just starting out with your health and fitness journey. And another, if you have hit a plateau within your journey as well. So I talk about how to navigate both of those instances. Then I give another business tip. I hammer networking a little extra in this episode. I talk about why uh, once we get to that point. And then as always, we finish by getting down and nerdy with it. I bring up how to grow your personal brand for under $1,000 by Dan Fleshman. And we're talking about how to properly integrate charitable events to get your brand out there. Tim, where do you take us this episode? Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. A lot, of, a lot of good updates for both of us. I give a quick update on a new project that I'm working on uh, within my business. I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be, uh, I mean, it's something that I've been planning to do for a while, and I'm excited to share that with you guys. And then I'm also going to talk about five things that you can do to instantly upgrade your LinkedIn profile. For those people that are on the job hunt, or for those people that are just kind of brush up their personal brand. Like I gave you five actionable things that, that take 30 minutes to do that can really upgrade your LinkedIn profile instantly. And these five things I do for everybody that I work with as well. So I'm excited to share those with you as well. And then with Book Talk, I talk about You Incorporated by Harry Beckwith. And I talk about what it means to connect your dots. I mean, I, I know you, you may have an idea of that, but um, I'm going to get into that. I think it's a really good part of the episode that... Um, Obviously, like this part of the book reminded me of, of what Slager and I do, are doing, and it reminds me of a lot of what my friends are doing with, with, with their own lives. So I think it's a really cool uh, part of the episode there. Um, I know you guys are going to love this episode. Uh, we, we enjoyed giving it. There's a lot of good energy here, and hope you can take something from it. So without further ado, episode 167. On my uh, OneNote, where I organize all our episodes and the notes for each episode, the name of the notebook is still <laughs> the podcast dash from all angles because <laughs> that's what we initially came up with. I just haven't changed it. The podcast. It's from just a file cabinet at the end of the day. That's what one note is. It's a it file cabinet. Doesn't matter what, what the title <laughs> on it is. Man, what else? What else did we have? We had some other names. We had like. Uh... What was it, like two guys in a mic trying to take a rip yeah. off two men in a truck? Yeah. Like two guys in a mic. Uh, I'd have to go through my notes. I'm sure I have plenty more still. Um, like we had 360-something, like all-encompass, like views, mm-hmm. shit like that. Because yeah. we're like, oh, man, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. We're going to be better than Rogan. And like, here we are. Yeah, lesson learned. Just don't think too much about the name just just jump right into it yeah just, yeah just focus on the product dude the sexy yeah. shit will come that's uh one thing with like and you might have experienced this too i know you're kind of uh doing your forms and powerpoints and stuff for your mm-hmm. business but like for me um you know maybe i'll send someone a pdf but like a lot of times my coaching stuff i'll just send it in an email yeah and our main coach and mentor in our uh nutrition group i asked him one time i was like hey man like what you know what kind of forms do you think he's like dude focus on the wrong shit he's like that's not as that's not what's getting sales in the door he's like get sales focus on the sexy shit later or none at all and he was like dude i started out doing emails for years all i do is send emails yeah that was their plan it was in an email i was like huh all right the more you know that's that's the truest thing ever yeah focus because like yeah, you didn't start the business to create like fancy PDFs. No, like that like, business cards. Fuck all that shit. Like, yeah, like, double, get sales, sales and marketing. Yeah, that's like really good advice. Like, yeah, and I was, I was like, oh man. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, have I been doing everything wrong? It's like, no, just focus on what brings in business. Yeah, like build the bank account. So, um, but yeah, then we settled on the off the dome. Yeah, there were some nights I spent like an hour just like, oh, what kind of name? I'm like, ah, no, what a waste. 
And what a good choice. Like, there hasn't been a single day where I've second thought that name. Like, that's, No, same. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And other people love it. When they hear, like, what's the name of your podcast? I'm like, Off the Dome Radio. They're like, oh, I like that. I'm like, fuck, hey, you like it? Yeah, because like, <laughs> every time you tell someone, they, like, have to stop and think about it for a second, let it digest, and then they're like, oh, yeah. That's, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know. I just, I like the mantra. It's just, oh, we're spitting it off the dome. Mm-hmm. Like, just letting it rip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, here we are. What, 167 episodes 167. later? 167. 167 episodes. Yep. Just released uh, Carl Hibbert uh, episode, 166. K-Swaggin! Founder of Fortunate Lifestyle. I have been wearing his, the, the shirt that he gave me, mm-hmm. and he gave one you too, uh, religiously. I love yeah, it. It's a very I comfortable have... shirt wear it to work out, and I wear it around the house, and I wear it out. <laughs> All-purpose shirt, Fortunate Lifestyle. That, that half-and-half game. Dude, those half and halves are really dope. I had some other friends uh, say, hey, man, like, where'd you get that shirt? I was like, oh, one of our uh, podcast guests and buddies. And like, oh, that's sweet. And then um, our friend Jesse hits me up over socials. He's like, hey, man, that's a sweet shirt. Like, where'd you get it? I was like, oh, my buddy makes him. Like, he has his own clothing line. He's like, that's some shit I would wear. I was like, well, this is a business. Mm-hmm. See if you can cop some. I don't yep. think he did. But, you know. I was like, hey, this this is where you get them. Yeah. And I like how every time we bring on like a, a guest, they like I always take like some small piece of their interview and it like it like reinforces something into my own routine. And from mm-hmm. Car- Carl's episode, he talked about like the ideal setting that he likes, like the ideal environment that he likes to like do like deep work, like when he actually makes his clothes and like what his environment's like. So hearing him describe his ideal environment, like really like made me appreciate like oh like i need to have all the elements right when i'm sitting down to write a resume right the music going the sense you know how it goes. the sense <laughs> strong candle game at tim's house oh yeah get that yankee doodle candle yeah. <laughs> it's worth the extra three bucks come on <laughs> you want twice the size for 6.99 at kroger <laughs> but yeah man that was a good episode love carl uh yeah, he's, when he said K, all I could think of was Men in Black. When people call him K, like, yeah. I just think Men in Black. It just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, K Swaggin, that was an awesome episode. Uh, 166, go check that out. Um, yeah, he's he just did a tour with uh, Young Nudie. I got to keep track of all these Youngs and Lils and who's got what in front of their name. Yeah, his so network 21 just... Savage's cousin, Young Nudie, is mm-hmm. who he's been on tour with. Yep. So yeah, dude is making rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun when we talked about um, you know not worrying about follower count, but quality of followers. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorite pieces. Is there's multi millionaires on social media with under a thousand followers, mm-hmm. and people with a million followers that can hardly pay the bills. That's a good point. So it's it's it'll go both ways. Like then people with millions of follower followers make millions of dollars, but mm-hmm. it's, you got to do the business. Um, but anywho, yeah, go check it out. 166 with K Swaggin. What's, uh, what's a day in the life of Tim been like? It's been good, man. We are uh, we're still chugging away with the with, with the resume writing business, like the, chugging I mean, those resumes. Yeah, till you're wasted. <laughs> no, because uh, got to make sure we're, we're, we're sober <laughs> for all that. Uh, that would be interesting, though. But yeah, think things are going very well. Um, I mean, I'm still still maxed out on on, on client list and um, continuing to refine my process and continue to, to keep on getting better and um, that's that's my focus with with every new client I bring on. Like, how can I how can I really give a hundred percent of my energy to this? How can I use this as another stepping stool to just be better at what I do? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, re- reaching uh, good, good milestones in terms of the number of people helped. And um, right now, I'm at the point where. Um, I'm really, I mean, I know we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like focus on the fancy stuff later, mm-hmm. I'm starting to focus on that fancy stuff, like okay. like career planning worksheets. Um, I'm still refining that PowerPoint that I'm sending out to universities, still reaching out to universities to see if I can come s- mm-hmm. speak at workshops. Um, well, yesterday, I, I sent an email to every business school in Tampa, Florida. Oh, that was creepy. <laughs> that was really creepy. Door just randomly opened as the furnace kicked on. <laughs> yeah. No, but... Oh, yeah. dude, we're going to die. Oh, we're dead. We're smoked. <laughs> yeah, what movie did I just watch, dude? I just watched a... I don't even remember what, what scary movie I watched, but... Um, yeah, no, th- things are going very well. Um, 
I'm actually in the process of developing an ebook too that I want to put on okay. my website and eventually get on Amazon uh, about kind of like a – haven't decided the amount of chapters it's going to be, but like each chapter is going to be like a step in I want to take someone who's stuck in a job that they're dissatisfied with and they're trying to get a job that they really want. So creating like an ebook, every step of the process for getting point A to point mm-hmm. B, whether it's uh, writing the resume. Um, obviously, like I want them to hire me to write the resume, but this is just for someone who's trying to do every step of the way to get to that position, like yeah. applying for jobs, writing the resume, uh, establishing connections with people at that company, really like to like taking inventory of like what they've done. So I'm actually really excited about that. Well, I feel like you have the meat and potatoes of that book already done. Definitely. Because I've done like, like I've like, done it. Like, yeah, you've done that umpteen times. Yeah. Like that's what you do every day. Yeah. To take people from what they don't like to what they do like. Right. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Like, so you are you thinking like a thinner book, like a paper, or you said ebook? Sorry. Ebook. Yeah. Uh, like how, this, how long this is going to be? Thinking? This is going to be completely digital. I would I would say anywhere between like 100 pages 7 to 12 chapters. I'm not focusing on pages. I'm thinking okay. I'm I'm okay. cuz I'm trying to like what like what do I want the goal of the what I want this book's goal to be? Like what solution do I want it to provide? And I know that it's to help people from point A to point B stuck in a job and then reverse engineer that into chapters and not necessarily focus on like pages but um, and just focusing like one chapter every 2 weeks. That's mm-hmm. kind of my I think you just and just hammer it out, and then okay. my goal is to hire like a freelancer or hire someone else to kind of once I write everything down, then to like pretty it up and make it in like a book format. Like a book, and like, yeah. And I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna proofread it myself, because like I can just plug it into Grammarly and like just like monitor it that way and like mm-hmm. make sure it's like clear and concise. But I know I want to outsource the formatting, but I'm trying to decide if I want to outsource the, the the proofreading. I think but, you do both. Yeah. Um, like your your book writer will, will also proofread, mm-hmm. but I think uh, before and or after you send it, print it mm-hmm. and read it printed. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a, a, I think there's a difference when you read something printed on paper rather than on the screen. Because mm-hmm. we're used to reading on a screen so much, but it's easy to miss stuff mm-hmm. that way. Where on paper you can you know pen highlight and it just it reads differently when it's printed. So mm-hmm. I would say like for you to proofread it yourself just to make sure it sounds like Tim. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't want it too, too booked out where it, it, people don't know who wrote it. Right. Where it should still come off as you writing it. Right. And I want the book to like, I want it to be kind of like a how to, but I also want to give like as many examples as possible. Mm-hmm. And like I'm trying to decide like how I want those examples to be formed. Like I do want to take examples of like people I've helped. Like obviously not name drop of people I've helped, right, but right. like really take anecdotes and and that's gonna be part of the writing process is kind of writing out like some specific examples and um, yeah, no, I, I think it's the time like I, I've helped five hundred and fifty people since I've mm-hmm. left my, my full time job. And I, I told myself once I hit five hundred, yeah. I think at that point, like, I've got the track record, like, I, I could do this. and mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, each chapter you throw in a story, like how how to win friends influence people, they do mm-hmm. it, or don't sweat the small stuff. There's a story of somebody doing something yeah, and how, like, that chapter relates to that person in story. So you could do something like that. Mm-hmm. You could do, like, one story per chapter. Mm-hmm. Some of those when I read where it's three, four, five pages of the same type of story, mm-hmm. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, give me one or two really good ones, then I got the gist of it. Yeah. We, we can move on. Give me the substance. All right, yeah, I, go, I like a good story. Like mm-hmm. I need to hear how it got applied mm-hmm. or read how it got applied. But one or two, and then I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So I, I've skimmed heavy through books where it's, Example, example, example. Like, um, what was one? Mindset. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how that was. I would find like, oh, that's a good chapter. I want that lesson. Read one or two things. Okay, got it. Yeah. But then there's like eight more pages of four or five more examples. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to read all that. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like you focusing on chapters, but yeah, I'd say. But I also I mean, want to make it so like, like 
I don't want to make it too long. Like I want someone to just be able to get the value out of it. Right. Like as quickly as possible. And like, I want to keep their attention in. And yeah, like going back to the stories too, like I felt like over the people I've helped, like I just see common themes. Like mm-hmm. of, of like obviously everyone has a different unique story in their career and everyone's like, everyone has something that's unique to them. Like no one else has that story. But I do find that like, the general goals of what people are trying to achieve in the situations they're in, it is like reoccurring. Like I, and I see, I'm trying to take like case studies and like things that work for this person and like apply it to this person who's in the same position. Like for example, someone who's looking to relocate to this city and start like a new type of job than what they've been doing before. Like there's so many people out there that just think that's impossible, but it's like really not. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to like communicate with these people. Like I helped this person do it. And like I see the same things in you, and like you have, and like, and then instilling the confidence in that person to be like, hey, like you have done a lot in your career, like you're, but we need to make sure we're bringing out the best of you, in in not only in this resume, but also like in the job search process mm-hmm. as you're like establishing relationships with people. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm focusing on the book too. I like it, man. I, I really think that's a good idea. Um, what's what do you think the sweet spot is for? I know you don't want to focus on total pages, pages per chapter. What do I you, would say, like, what do you personally enjoy reading? I think pages per chapter, anywhere between three to ten pages a chapter, I think would be good. Yeah, I could jive with that. Yeah, five to ten. Yeah, yeah, ten uh, is personally say, my say, max. Where well, after did, I'm done, in like if it's an ebook, like I'm just trying to think like how would it like be on the screen too? Like mm-hmm. how big will the page be for an ebook sure. compared to like a physical book? Yeah, that's another thing. Because you don't like. want them scrolling forever for a single right. page. Like some people may be reading it on like a, a Kindle or like an iPad or something. Mm-hmm. Some people may be reading it on their computer. Like mm-hmm. those are just the things I gotta like. Yeah, for sure. And like that, and then maybe that's something I talk with the person I. I yeah, someone like, who's done ebooks. Like what, what should the page spacing be? What should the font size be? Like, yes. I do think that's like equally. I mean, not equally as important as the content, but very important because like you do want to keep that person like engaged in the book from like beginning to end. But, yeah. 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 It's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Do you know uh, what you're gonna sell it for? No. No. I've not. I haven't decided that. Yeah. But some something like really affordable and like something that's that's not like crazy out of the water. Yeah. I th- I think there's power in the books that are twelve dollars or less, ten dollars, like the seven ninety nines, the six ninety nines. Yeah, I think it'll know? be somewhere in that range. Like I was thinking anywhere between like five to twelve. Okay. Dollars. So we'll see. I don't know. It just depends. It depends on how much I end up writing. It depends on, I just think, and that's another thing. Like I want to figure out the price later and just get, get, get it out there and then go from there and then maybe get like feedback from people too as well. For sure. For sure. Get a good cover, cover photo. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I talked about it. Like, I mean, I'm help. like I've helped a lot of people. And those have all been like one-on-one helping. I'm trying to like, how, like, how can I help people on like a broader scale? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm reaching out to colleges, and that's why I'm trying to trying to do this as well. But yeah, yeah, it's very fulfilling being able to help a person in an intimate setting like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to get, give more depth to what I'm doing, and um, yeah, that's one thing I'm struggling with. Like, I'm definitely not short on work, and I'm definitely not short on clients. Like, mm-hmm. I need to just step back and. And yeah, it's amazing. I'm still like talking about the same problem like months later, but yeah, like I need to really make time to, to do like thoughtful work outside of just like helping people. So yeah. Have you gotten any nibbles on the colleges? No, I've not. And I'm trying to play around with like different like verbiage in the email. Like I don't want to send the same email out. I'm trying to like tweak different things as I, cause I'm focusing on cities. Like first I interviewed, I emailed all the colleges in Cincinnati. I emailed all the colleges in Nashville and Last night I did all the uh, colleges in Tampa because uh, I'm going to be visiting there. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to tweak different things, and I think I just think I need to be more thoughtful with the follow up too, um, or like just like call the place too because like I'm finding information about people within the business school like mm-hmm. on the university's website, and I either uh, email like the dean of the school or the associate dean. But like, should I be like, should I be emailing some someone else within the school? I don't know. And it's the dean of, of the business school. Yeah, particular? I've been tar- I've been targeting business schools. What uh, have you reached out to Butler yet? I've not, not yet. I'm wondering if 
going directly to Butler first would be a good move because outside of you knowing a lot of people there and having good connections there, someone will get you in their classroom, some sort of presentation. You will get into Butler mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could probably get in there, start of the new year, maybe end of by the end of this year, but at least before the end of the actual school year in 2022. Yeah. Where you do that, those people who got you in that position, the people who work in education know other people who work in education. Right. So someone at Butler might know someone down at Marion who might know someone at IUPY, who might know someone in Bloomington, mm-hmm. who might know someone in West Lafayette. See what I'm saying? Where I think you tap the one that's most accessible mm-hmm. and then ask the ask those people, hey, who else do you know at other schools? You know, maybe there's someone at Ivy Tech or yeah. whatever, you know, where, okay, you start getting reps. Hey, I just spoke at Butler University about this. This is what I do. This is my placement rate with jobs. Would love to discuss getting in front of your students or what, whatever. Yeah, but no, that's, that's great. Then you have, hey, let me connect you with so-and-so. Hey, my buddy, you know, I know this guy, Tim. He does resume writing. He's going to reach out to you. Did a great presentation here for my class. A uh, lot of value. Mm-hmm. So that way people can vouch. You have a rep under your belt. And then I think there's weight to saying, hey, I just spoke at such and such university. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it because they're more likely to trust someone they already know, like mm-hmm. another faculty member. So, yeah, maybe hit yeah. up those deans, um, people in the career services, and not even to call it worst-case scenario, but you know, at the end of the day, you can hit up someone like McKnight, and he'll put you in his classroom any day. Yeah. Yeah, what day you want to come in. Yeah. You know, so um, that's I don't know, just – me thinking out loud. Yeah. But no, maybe good. you that's start with really something thought. something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, man, get in those schools. Yeah. Educate the uneducated. I would love to. <laughs> like, I think, I th- really think I'd be good at it. And I feel like... I think it, so. I feel like, um, yeah, I kind of spoke about this before, but I just feel like I would resonate better, too, just because I'm closer to them in age. And, like, I've been out in, like out of college for five, I mean, about five years now. And I just feel like... I'm very attuned to like what what people are looking for and like what what it's like and mm-hmm. these just these aren't like writing a resume and applying for jobs like a lot of these students like they will get jobs like easily from school because they did an internship or they, like they built a relationship but there is I, I'm looking at that like portion that percentage of people that like they get done with school and like they just don't have a job yet for some reason and they've like never navigated a job market like with a resume like they've never gotten a job before because of like the traditional submitting a resume process so mm-hmm. that's like those are really the people i'm trying to target because believe me i've worked with a lot of people like a lot of clients who they've been in that position so i know that there's yeah. like a whole market out there that's like untapped i graduated didn't have a job mm-hmm. so many people i knew had jobs months before graduation yeah. i didn't have a job till months after mm-hmm. i was couch hopping and all my shit in my car yeah not a fun time dude. yeah i bet not um it is what it is eventually got a job yeah but uh yeah i was one of those people Mm -hmm. i didn't have anything and i'm you know it's hard to find something when you're alone when you're in school and have no work experience but when you're done with done with school and have nothing it's tough Mm -hmm. it's a cold world um but yeah i think that's great of you know you would crush the the college game and letting kids i feel like you would be able to add touches of what real life experience is mm-hmm. in a setting where they're probably not getting the whole truth right. of real. Hey, when you guys graduate, here's what really happens in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. I see it every day. Yeah, and then you can hit hit home a little bit when they're like, "Oh, I kind of need to wake it up. I, yeah, I need him." Yeah. So. Yeah, and like really, like really being being able to sell yourself. Yeah, 100%. One, one thing that, like, I feel like a lot of college students, like, they miss, like, on their resume or when they're applying for jobs is, like, they're so focused on just the traditional jobs they had, like, the internships they had. But, like, I find that not a lot of people are tapping into, like, what they did in their classes. Like, obviously, classes, it's a class. It's not, like, it's not, like, an actual company or, like, real-life job. But 
there are like a lot of things that you do in your classes that a lot of employers like do look for like big projects you worked on or like any like organizations you were in and like being mm-hmm. able to tap into like what you were doing outside traditional jobs is important but yeah no like that that's that's kind of what I would do. But. Good deal. Yeah. Enough good, about man. me, man. Keep though. me posted. We got we to go. Like, There's gotta, never you, enough about you, Tim. <laughs> we don't got, have enough time. You've got a lot going on right now. A lot of great things going on. A lot of things in the, uh, yeah, in the crock pot. Uh, and you wanna... and I don't even own a fucking crock pot, Tim. <laughs> I need one because I have no more time yeah. to cook. I need a private chef or a crock pot. <laughs> Bring us up the, to speed, I though, I think man. the chef is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, dude, the business is... Uh, my calendar just freaks me out some days because of how yeah. back-to-back everything is, which is good. Um, got my my patient base growing for my my practice, so getting a lot more in rehab, nutrition, uh, things like that. A lot of people going from rehab to now training with me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, dude, it's funny how many different packages I've had to create where someone's like, hey, what do you charge for this and that? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, so, so so back up for a second. So you just moved to the muscle mobility clinic, right? So that's another location. Now I'm in two locations. Yeah, okay. So yeah, uh, my buddy, Dr. Owens, uh, Dr. Christopher Owens, best chiropractor in Indy. Facts. Uh, great human. Um, was a Marine vet or a combat Marine as well. He, uh, he and I just got contracted out to work in a clinic called Muscle Mobility for sports performance. Uh, so they have massage therapy, personal training. Uh, now we have chiropractic, rehab, nutrition, kind of everything under one roof. So we're there right now two days a week, like eight to two. Once that fills up, we'll add a third day, eight to two. The goal is to be there Monday through Friday, eight to two, he and I. And then when that's full, we are hoping to open a second location with them. So they want us to help them franchise that type of business. Uh, so we're there two days a week right now. We're in our office at the CrossFit gym the rest of the time. So it's nice being in a couple locations. We can mm-hmm. serve different uh, client and patient bases. But uh, yeah, in the first week, like I checked, um, we already had, so they're doing our sales or our marketing for us, which is really nice. Obviously they take a cut, rightfully so. Um, but you know, first week we're seeing five, six patients. Mm-hmm. within two days which like might not sound like it's a lot but in the grand scheme of just starting okay one day is already three four hours full back to back within the first week of being there mm-hmm. which is really cool um, but with this comes you know the the reality that I'm gonna have to back off some other things so it's good my, my schedules filling up upping uh, business but I see the writing on the wall that my, unfortunately, my coaching CrossFit classes is coming to a close mm-hmm. in the next couple months. And that's and that's I'm sure that's a tough thing to it is give, give up, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really I love that. Um, yeah, it's some nice extra side money, but I just really enjoy it, and it helps the gym out a lot. Like I coach the second amount of classes every month, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll have that conversation probably in the next couple weeks if i see it continuing to trend how it is schedule wise then i'll have that conversation with the owner and try to give her you know my goal has always been to try to give close to two months heads up Mm -hmm. like hey two months from now i'll probably not be able to coach at all i think two months is a good heads up try to find some coaches i don't leave anyone high and dry i'll still have my office there i'll still work out there you know hopefully no love lost at all but i know i help them with a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah that's going to be bittersweet um at the end of the day i gotta keep doing what i was put here to do yeah and yes i'm here to coach and train people but my end all be all is not coaching classes yeah Um, but yeah this this like next step and like this this new influx that you're starting to feel like this is why you took the risk mm -hmm. and bet on yourself like this was what you envisioned so sometimes you got to make some sacrifices. Yeah, man. It, and like I knew it. I know I still try to do too much, but that's just the thing that's going to have to go. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate. It's going to sting on both ends. It'll be bittersweet. Um, I know members are going to be a little bummed too. Like all our coaches are really awesome. Like there's not a bad coach in the house. But yeah, it's just progression in life, man. Mm-hmm. It's, 
I'm thankful for everything that they've uh, helped me do and learn. But like I said, I'm probably still a couple months away, but I, I see it coming. So that conversation is going to happen very soon to where I can give a couple months notice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll still have the office there. But things are filling up. Um, and what were you saying about uh, people are like, oh, like, do you do this? Like, do you do this? Like, are people asking, like, the p- people at the new place? Like, in terms of, like, are they asking, like, the services you offer? Uh, or you're trying yes to Yes and no. So um, how Doc and I are running it is pretty similar to how we ran it in the first chiropractic office we were at. Mm-hmm. So the goal is we will each see two patients an hour, uh, each one 30 minutes. So... Like the other day, we each had two new patients. So in a perfect scenario, he would start with a new patient and then be with them for 30 minutes, give me the diagnosis. I would do my thing for 30 minutes. So whether that's more myofascial work, hands-on stuff, muscle tissue, things like that, or movement, breathing, corrective exercise. So I can do more hands-on and myofascial stuff with him in the same building because I'm not a licensed uh physical therapist, but with him in the building, I can operate under his license. Mm-hmm. And I'm proficient in those skills, so it's very little liability for him. Um, but people n- knew that he and I were coming, so people were already lined up, ready to sign up, which is great. But uh, yeah, within those uh, conversations do come up, hey, what do you do? How'd you get started? You know, getting to know people. So tell them, hey, yeah, I do nutrition, I do rehab, that's mm-hmm. kind of my piece. Doctors, all chiropractic. Um, so we can really offer a good amount um, to their clients and patients, good, which is man. cool. But yeah, people ask, and it's funny. So someone was like, oh, so you're, uh, you're a physical therapist? I was like, no, not by license. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, so like, kind of what are you? So I go through my whole, you know, mm-hmm. butler, my degree, you know, went yeah. to personal training. So my whole curvy way of getting here. But uh, I don't mind people asking that. But it's fun when they find that out down the road after they've really seen and experienced what I can do for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Then it's cool, like, oh, this dude didn't go to PT school. His chiropractor is putting him against anyone to help fix me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's cool um, that people have that faith in me. Uh, but, you know, that came with me learning and practicing. Yeah. So, it also comes with relationships, too. Like, you're just a good person. Good naturally. with people, yeah. And yeah, you got to, I mean... It's all about building trust and building relationships. Like, mm-hmm. if, I mean, if you do what you're saying you're going to do, people are going to yeah preach about your, your good services to other people. For sure. Yeah, so that, that business is going well. I'm still writing some on the side, uh, not as much. I think that's probably going to also come to a close soon. But it's, again, good little side cash. Yeah. Uh, been regular at church again, which I was struggling with over the last year. Pre-pandemic, I was good. And then pandemic happened and then i wasn't good about going to church so uh going back to mercy road it's where a lot of our gym people go so the owner monica and kyle they got me going there my buddy matt i like it man they get down on music i've been a trader's point guy for the last couple years um i would like to you know switch off every weekend or two between trader's point and mercy road just because i really enjoy both of them Mm -hmm. but it was just me getting back into it yeah Uh, so yeah happy about that um yeah, other than that, I, I am working on another project, but I don't want to give it away too much. Yeah. I know I've talked to you about soon. it. Yeah, um, pretty pretty fascinating uh, thing I was asked to uh, help produce, which I didn't think I'd ever get into, but more to come. Uh, but a lot of Dangle good, the nice little carrot Yeah, there. a lot of good things are in the works, and that's, that's going to lead into uh, some of our business talk. But um, yeah, a lot of things going on. A lot of good stuff and things are just crazy. I gotta mm-hmm. clean some things up, like I was saying. But yeah, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's funny. My friends, one guy I live with, he's like, man, I I walk in the door, I'm in my scrubs. He's like, are you starting your work day, ending it? I'm like, oh, I'm right in the middle of it. It's like three thirty, four o'clock, and he's about to clock out at four thirty. He's like, man, I can never tell. I was like, dude, this this is every day, man. Like, and I love it. I was out before the sun was up this morning and. I'll close the computer after like 10 p.m. Like that, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't have to do that every day for my whole life, but you know, I probably will out of enjoyment. But that's yeah. just, dude, that's that's the hustle. Yeah, that's what we have to do right now. I love it. Um, so yeah, and 
and it's funny. He's great, man. He he's like, oh man, that's not for me. I just like clocking in, doing my work, clocking out. Dude, respect. Yeah. If you enjoy doing that, you happy. You, yeah. yeah, you like you like everything going on. Do it, man. I just I can't be told how high to jump. But before we move on, dude, I had we had class the other night. I'm coaching this class, and one of our neighbors had a forklift out. Our workout consisted of a run. People were running. This guy was going from one side of the back drive into his garage with his forklift. Our people didn't really know because he was in the middle. Didn't know if he was going to wait, if he was still going. So they didn't know which side to go on. They're running. I see him like, I was like, "Uh, maybe he should have gone around, but he should have stopped. And he just keeps going. And before he hits someone, he finally slams on his brakes and throws his arms up. He's like, you know, what's going on? I'm like, all right, dude, relax. Like, you saw us running here before you even got your forklift off the, off the trailer. You knew what we were doing. Yeah. And uh, so there's maybe two minutes left in this workout. All of a sudden, I hear him yell something. Some people are inside doing work. Some people are still finishing run, just timing. They're different. And so I'm inside, outside, inside, outside. I hear him yell. I'm like, ah, whatever. This joker is just being cranky. One of our members <laughs> runs by me, and as he's running by me, he turns turns around and just yells, "All right, well, come on in here, then, fuckface. Let's get it on." And I'm like, "Oh wow, oh Betsy, we're we're about to shift gears here really fast." Yeah, whoa. And uh, so I turn around, and the dude like starts walking towards the garage door. It's like, but you come in here like uninvited. Now you're in someone else's house, uh, but. He like yells something and then just storms off. And so after the workout, we're all talking. He's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. He was yelling, mad we ran or whatever. And I guess this dude was like yelling at him on his run back. And he's like calling him a pussy like this and that. And our guy tried to just not respond. He goes, oh, you're just going to walk away and be a little bitch about it? Like, so I was like, all right, warranted. You got called a fuck face. You deserved it, man. You asked for it. You were pushing unnecessary buttons. You know, guys being guys, nothing happened. But it was like, man, bro, really? That's someone who just, yeah, they're probably not. It's like six forty-five at night, man. Relax. Put yeah. your forklift in the garage. Don't hit anybody. Wait till people run by and then go. Yeah. Like you saw us running ten minutes ago. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> come on in, then fuck face. Let's get it on. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but anyway, um, should we get into our our tips? I know we like we've been trying to do yeah. our our tips for people, so Start I kind of have yeah. Uh, I'll do my health and fitness one, then I do have one business one that's okay. my new project is kind of reinforced. But people starting out in, in a health and fitness journey, wherever you may be, because I have some clients that are getting used to just moving regularly again. Uh, if you're at like zero days a week right now. I just don't know where to start. Make it insultingly and painfully easy. So what I mean by that, if you're at zero days a week, give yourself one day a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can work out one day a week. Okay, then show me consistently for a month you can work out one day a week. Don't try to ramp up to four the second week. You know, Show me that you can do one day a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's go to two days a week. Um, and it doesn't have to be a hardcore workout. Maybe you... Once you're two days a week, maybe you're walking one day and you do weights one day. But make it, like I said, almost insulting how easy it seems to be and make that happen. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know where to start, start one day a week. Don't yeah. go overboard. Don't, oh, I'm going to go at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. No, don't do that shit. Unless you're used to getting up that early and you can actually make that happen once a week, go, you know, whatever your convenience. Um, or if you've plateaued. People who, oh man, I work out four or five days a week, I plateaued. Look at your exercise programming um, and see how long has it been since you changed that. Uh, You can also make sure that you have quality nutrition and sleep. Those things will affect gains, but look at your programming too. You know, have you been doing the same types of lifts? You know, chest day on Monday, back day on Tuesday, shoulders and arms on, you know, Change your intensities up. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw things together. Do some full body stuff. Uh, get your heart rate jacked up a little higher. Uh, so look at those things. Um, you know, nutrition, sleep, but look at your programming as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- those two things. So if you're starting out, make a goal that is painfully easy. And if you plateaued, 
look at all the all the parts and pieces going on and, and see what hasn't been changed for a while see what's getting rusty yeah clean it up a little bit and there's something like gratifying about just like accomplishing a goal so like whether or not like no matter how big or small the goal is like like the self like just being self-satisfied and accomplishing it like that's gonna just inject like positive emotions into you to like do the next thing Mm-hmm. I feel like instead of like if you start too big and like you get discouraged, that's when you just stop. Yeah, you know, you read about entrepreneurs, CEOs, you hear it on podcasts, this, the small wins. Like give yourself small victories, little pats on the back. Get some momentum because if you just, oh, I'm going to do five days a week at six in the morning. Maybe by Wednesday, like, man, I'm just, I'm tired. Maybe you're overtrained. You got work, a lot of stress. Then you only made it two days that week at 6 a.m., but you told yourself you would do five, now you failed. Mm -hmm. You failed for the week. And how is anyone going to feel about that? Rather than, hey, I'm going to go one day this week. And you made two. Wow, I made two days this week. I only had to make one, but I made it twice this week. All right, that's a different conversation. That person's going to feel 180 different than getting two out of five. Mm -hmm. So make it painfully easy like yeah almost insulting like i said like oh man i can do at least one day a week then do at least one day a week yeah go from there i like it yeah so i need to start it one day a week tim i'm not been on my on my game <laughs> i know man no, i love it man i have to do it the other day it was a late one for me it's like 7 30 gotta get it done yeah that's the only time i had in the whole day to to work out so do you have a, a time of the day that you have the most energy to work out or do you find that you have your best workouts at a certain time i prefer to not go later than uh doing taking the four thirty class mm-hmm. um or i like two or three o'clock i like that afternoon okay yeah i was a morning guy for a while my body just moves better and when i've been moving for a while yeah yeah so that two or three is kind of like my sweet spot mm-hmm. um but yeah that early to mid afternoon i nice. prefer i'll do a night one like i said if just time doesn't permit me to do it until later at night i'll do it um or if you know it's just got to clear my head late at night i'll just go late at night yeah do some light so yeah but i i prefer the afternoon gotcha yeah are you uh are you an anytime kind of guy yeah, but I would say like lately, like the eleven a.m. to like twelve thirty mm. p.m. like that has been like my sweet spot in terms of like my best workouts lately. Okay, I usually I usually go like anywhere between four and seven is usually when I go. Got but like if busy I busy time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's where usually when I have the most energy though. So like that's when I go. But I mean lately I've had like really good energy around like late morning, and then that way I can. I can like put in like a good workout, work up a good sweat, and like build up a good appetite for for lunch. And okay. Then, and then like after lunch, get my afternoon coffee in, and then ride that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But honestly, like I just listen to my body. Like what? Like when am I most? I mean, it doesn't take that long for me to just go to the gym and get a workout, in, and then I can pair that with just working somewhere yeah. nearby, like maximize my time. But yeah, yeah, that's nice. I try to listen to my body as much as I can. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. That's the biggest thing, dude. Listen to what it tells you. Like, yeah, some days you'll have to push through it being sore. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm a little tired. Yeah, we're all going to have those. You're not going to feel aces every time. Mm-hmm. It happens. Um, sometimes it's very frustrating when that happens and you want to go 100. And it's like, man, I just don't have it in the tank today. Right. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, listen to your body for sure. Oh, yeah. And I know you're good about doing that. You're yeah. pretty in tune. Try to. Mm-hmm. What kind of tips you got for us, Tim? Yeah, so for my career tips today... Give us today, just the tip. Yeah, yeah, so for my career tips today... Slide uh, it right on in there. Yeah. I'm going to talk about uh, sliding the LinkedIn, you know? So, uh, You're sliding that link in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like part of the services that I provide is like LinkedIn profile optimization. Um, and that's what like a lot of people... I think there's... I was doing some research. There's over 400 million people that are like actively using LinkedIn. It's a big place for like recruiters and jobs to find candidates. Uh, and oftentimes I tell everyone I work with this, like there may be times where a recruiter, a headhunter, someone who's like looking for a candidate, they may come across your profile on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and they may have never seen your resume before and this is the first time they're ever learning about you. So I think it's good to have some 
type of consistency between all the information you have in your resume and all the information that you have on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, it's kind of funny, like people make the joke like, oh, like LinkedIn is becoming Facebook. Everyone's sharing stuff on, on LinkedIn that they used to share on Facebook. And like there is truth to that. And like you can use that to your advantage because like a lot of employers, like they look for what you are on social media and online. And like LinkedIn is like the first place to go. They hmm, go. So okay. like that's where that's why like I offer that service. And that's why I think it's important to talk about this today. And like there's like. I'm gonna talk about like five steps that you can like do immediately to upgrade your LinkedIn profile. And it takes like less less than an hour, like half hour to an hour. And the first thing is like upgrading your, your headline. Like a lot of people, they like to keep it formal and put like job title at, at this company. But I think it's good to, I mean, it's completely okay to make your headline on your LinkedIn profile more than just a job title. And when you kind of develop it, think about your most redeeming qualities, like what's unique about you that makes you who you are. Um, and then another thing to put into your profile is like, how do you help others? So if like you can take your headline and, and describe yourself in like a unique adge adjective that like is, makes you who you are, do that. But then also somehow work in like, how do you help people? Like instead of saying like sales representative at this company, like what solution do you provide? Like, how do you help other people? How do you make other people's lives easier? So that's what you do with the headline. Um, and then your skills section, like your skills section, your profile, you get up to 50 skills to add to your profile. You get a max of 50. So it's a lot of I, skills. I think it's good to use every single one of those. And a lot of times when you apply for a job on LinkedIn, and a lot of times when recruiters like search for profiles on LinkedIn or search for candidates, they will type something in the search box and just like you type something into Google and the websites come up, profiles will come up on LinkedIn for recruiters that search that. And a big part of like how you rank in those search results is the skills you have on your profile. So mm -hmm. that's what drives recruiters to your profile and that's what you should also do. So headline, skills section, and then uh, recommendations as well. So people are like very... Mm, uh, they're not as inclined to like ask people for recommendations, but it's also, it's very normal and it's very like beneficial to ask people for a recommendation for a profile. Mm -hmm. Like you can talk about how good you are about doing something, but it means a lot more when other people uh, like speak about you. So how you like reach out to someone on LinkedIn is just be like, Hey, like I'm really trying to make my profile the best it can be. And I feel like a recommendation or like a quick two to three sentence statement from you will help my profile just be that much better. So Find people who you've worked on a project with before. Find people who are like, who have like the similar goals as you. Someone who's in your professional network that you're have a close relationship with, and ask them. And like, I, I think you'd be surprised at how many people will actually do that for you. And then the two other small things is your banner image on your profile and your URL for your profile. So most people don't know this, but you can actually upload like a banner photo to your the top of your profile to make it. A little more like attractive like make it a little more full complete um, and there's a bunch of different places where you can get free like banner photos from like canva is a great place mm. to get banner yeah, photos from canva. yeah you can get a, a free account on there unsplash is a great place to get free photos also love unsplash yeah. so upload the banner image and then you can also customize your url for your profile so like They'll say like linkedin.com slash and then it'll say like your name and then a bunch of like random like letters and numbers after it. You can clean that up and actually change the URL for your LinkedIn profile and just make it so that it says linkedin.com slash and you can just put your name. Oh, that's if cool. someone else has your name on LinkedIn, like you can and has already used the URL, you can maybe just add a number to make it a little more differentiable. But yeah, those are like five things that it will immediately just take your, your LinkedIn profile from like a C or a D to like a high B or a okay. low A or, or an, an A plus. Okay. Uh, so update your banner image, uh, update your skills section, uh, update your headline, ask for recommendations, and then your URL. Those yeah, things. I, I think the recommendations is huge. We've talked about Google reviews mm -hmm. or just reviews in general called yeah. Amazon reviews. You know, people mm -hmm. will go to the one that's four and a half to five stars on 5,000 plus reviews over the one that's five stars with 300 reviews, mm -hmm. just the way it is. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of weight to that. If someone is trying to improve their headline, you talked about you know your qualities, what's unique. So for example, say founder of Optimal Fitness Rx. Mm -hmm. 
can I spice that up any other way? Yeah. How, was, how would someone change that? Well, let me ask you this. How would you describe your your style? Like when you when you interact with people, like mm-hmm. your approach to helping people re- realize their health and fitness goals. Like how would you describe your approach in like one or two words? Customizable. Yeah. Or, or tailored. Per, 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 personalized. Like you yeah. can put like <laughs> – Founder of Optimal Fitness RX, who delivers personalized health solutions or like personalized uh, like, with you. Uh, health and movement <laughs> solutions. Okay. Um, I know some people that will put like like how many people they've helped. I you you can go that far if you want, but I would just say like really describe like what your service is like in a in a couple like words and adjectives, and then describe what you do in like less than five words. Okay. Like who help people elevate their fitness goals? Who help? Uh, help people move better who help people uh move better to have a more functional life like something that is 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 quick and something that where a tagline would come in handy yeah okay yeah and like that's the thing like your your mission statement your tagline for optimal fitness rx like once you like if you have that already or if you're Mm -hmm. developing that somehow work that in as well okay interesting yeah Yeah. god now i gotta go fix my headlines (laughs) thanks tim (laughs) dick um no those are great though and like i i get those emails of oh so many views on your linkedin profile and i think i was hanging with my buddy shelby and i told him oh got an email of 56 new views on my linkedin he goes wait really i was like yeah that's not that much he goes no i get like three so i don't know something's something's working it's like i podcast with a guy who professionalizes resumes and linkedin profiles (laughs) Well, yeah, it's funny that we talk about this too, because like that's another thing that's on my list of, uh, like things to create is like I want to create like a bank of like fifty to a hundred plus like LinkedIn tagline suggestions, mm. like templates that people can use, and like suggestions that people can kind of take and maybe like play around with with their own adjectives and with their own like careers. It's like that's another thing that I'm developing. Too, yeah, to like give people an idea. Sweet. I'll send those your way. I think, yeah, I think that's helpful. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, speaking of books, I'm working on my uh, healthy cookbook. Oh, are healthy you really? tasty cookbook. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. The healthy uh, tasty. You, cookbook. you started it. Yes, I have, um, and I put it on hold for a while, but I'm now just doing a little bit every day. Add a recipe here. I'm putting macro breakdowns with it all too. I mean, that's going to be relative, so mm-hmm. I'll put in the book like, hey, macros are relative mm-hmm. within reason. But, yeah, I'm trying to make healthy tasty again, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a shirt, too. Make healthy tasty again. I like One it. One of my nutrition coaching shirts. Yeah. yeah. So I got a lot of ideas, but it's just I need to create the bank of content. So, Founder yeah. of Optimal Fitness Rx, who makes healthy tasty. <laughs> who makes healthy tasty again. <laughs> Come on, bitch. So let's that make is this some, healthy that is tasty. something that someone will read and be like, man, I want to learn more. I want to reach out to this person. Yeah, yeah make healthy tasty again. Because people think healthy isn't going to taste good. I can make health food taste like soul food real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to get into uh, real quick. God, I keep running out of storage on my phone, and I don't know why. I need like a 300 gigabyte storage phone. Yeah, you do. Like for real, though. Like I just deleted shit, and now I can't record shit. All right, anyway, but... So with this new project I'm working on, I'm fortunate to network with, uh, we'll call it very high-level people with mm-hmm. a lot of different resources and access to other different individuals, um, money, things, whatever. And uh, I don't think I or a lot of people have stressed the importance of true networking, of not using people, but understanding how you can mutually help each other you know you get someone's name out there for their business but they can help you grow yours you never know who other people know Mm -hmm. and what i'm finding real quick is doing business with certain people you start to realize oh they know this type of person who knows so and so oh wait you're friends with so and so's bodyguard Mm -hmm. oh your buddy is boys with pharrell like Okay, oh, Al Harrington. Like, you know, people start dropping names. Oh, I know his so-and-so. I know him. Yeah, we played football. We did this. And, and it's just, that's networking. 
It's mm-hmm. not going to some event at a college and dropping off resumes. That's bullshit. That's not networking. Mm-hmm. Networking is going out with people, having you know meetings and lunches or podcasts, and it's just, hey, learning what people are really about, and then they can help you, you can help them. And it's not like using people, but navigating people on how you can access certain resources. Yeah. And it's it's chess. And it's figuring out, yeah, those people that you need to surround yourself with. Some are short term, some are longer term. Mm-hmm. But it's I like it. Yeah, I, I think we're heavily undervaluing and being true, like, true networking. And being like the orchestrator behind someone else's relation someone else's like connection. Like Yeah, when you, you connect people. Yeah. Yeah. Like being the third party that like see recognizes a need from person A and then you see someone that needs something person B and yeah. you you see you sense that connection and then you do what you can to connect them. Yeah. I think that's like upper echelon of networking. Upper echelon. Yeah. And I know people do their B and I groups. I have friends that do it. I have clients that do that. Uh, that like business networking international or whatever yeah. hundreds thousands of chapters and i've been to some of those meetings and i get it and for some people it really helps them a lot with their business part of me just thinks it's almost too formal like i met mm-hmm. with one person i met there for a coffee outside of the the group and i'm not i'm not part of a, a chapter or anything but i just don't think that's for me but I don't know. There's just so much more still to networking than an hour a week, mm-hmm. like an hour lunch a week. It, it's just you need to be doing more than that. You got to be in there with people. You know, like I said, going to meetings, having drinks, going to get meals, wh- whatever it is. You just got to heavily learn what those people are doing and who they know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. not everyone's long term. Some relationships are shorter term. Mm-hmm. You guys get each other to a certain place, and it's like, all right call you if I need you type of deal. Mm-hmm. But we are vastly undervaluing true networking. Yeah. I agree. I appreciate you highlighting that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get a little down and nerdy with it, Tim. Yeah. I uh, I think I talked about it before. I'm still working through How to Grow Your Personal Brand for Under $1,000 by Dan Fleshman. Uh, Fleshman is looks like Fleshman, F-L-E-Y. This is, always, this is always a topic when we M- bring up this book. How A-N- do you spell and say his name? Yeah, I think it's Fleshman because guy I'm working with now knows Dan. Okay. And because I told him I was reading this book and I said, hey, I think, I think you and Adam would like this book. It's how to grow your personal brand for under $1,000. And he goes, who is it by? I was like, Dan Fleshman. He goes, I know Dan Fleshman. I'm like of course, of course you do. <laughs> and Dan Fleshman knows Sean Whalen, who's the Lions Not Sheep guy, who's who flipped thousands of houses uh, within a few years, uh, just a serial entrepreneur. Um, so that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. A guy I'm doing a project with knows the author of this book, who is a multimillionaire, who has his own um, marketing agency, who knows other high-level entrepreneurs who are in these networks playing the game way up in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like we're at, we're at sea level still. Uh, so that's... That's as quick as it can go as, oh, yeah, I know, Dan. Okay. Is that all? <laughs> uh, so it's it's one of those. All right. Say we get him on the show. Then he really likes the show. He tells his friend so-and-so, hey, man, I got these guys. Like They're doing something way different. They're doing this great project. I think you all should connect. That's all it takes. We have to do our job and, and hammer it and show that we're the real deal. And then we just get passed around. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how that kind of thing happens. But... Enough about that. What he talks about in one of the things to grow your brand is using charitable events. So he uses events all the time. He talks about you know when you're first starting out, numbers you should shoot for uh, in terms of attendance, speakers, how to uh, sometimes use leverage if, if you can, like, oh, so-and-so is going to be speaking as well. Make sure you're getting pictures with these speakers. You're connecting people with them. And he goes, you are running the show. You're making sure everyone else is is talking, having a good time, have exact times that speakers are done by. Mm-hmm. Don't let someone roll over. Uh, I think he said the sweet spot is no more than three hours. Um, he does them on weekday nights so that you know you don't take someone's 
weekend, but it, it's concise. People know what they're going to, to have. Um, and yeah, he says, to use if you use a charitable event, is that will get you a lot further than just trying to reach out with people. Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I buy you a coffee? It's like, you know, set up a, a good wholesome event like this for a good cause. And he goes, you'll, you'll have a different type of audience. Mm. And then people will come for other reasons, donations, things like that. But then oh, who put this on? Oh, he put this on. What's, what is this person about? What are they doing? Is this their business or is this, you know, something uh, apart from what they're doing? So again, it's another type of networking, but with a good cause attached to it. And most people will go to something with a good cause attached rather than from some nobody they've never heard of mm -hmm. before. So I've not thought of you know, like charity events like that. Not that you're trying to abuse those in the wrong way. You're still helping, helping out a good cause, but it's just, like I said, another way of getting your name out there, getting people to know who you are and networking with you. And that's just, it takes one of those events with the right people to level up exponentially. Yeah. And like, there's just a way higher percentage of like the ideal people who you would like to work with that are at those events. Absolutely. Just the higher likelihood. Yeah. 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 People that are, you know, movers and shakers, they're at those types of functions. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim, what you got? Yeah. So I feel like I've talked about this book so many times on this podcast, but I just saw when I was going back and rereading my notes, I saw something that was really helpful in here. It's you incorporated by Harry Beckwith. She talks about how to like communicate better, how to invest in yourself, um, how to like fix your mindset type of thing. Like you are your own business type of thing. You incorporated. And the book talks about your, your dots, quote unquote, your dots, which are your interests and your passions. And it says to follow your dots because someday they will form a line that connects you to something wonderful. Hmm. And I thought that that was like, really awesome and it kind of reminded me of like you too like what what you're doing with with everything and like following your passions and like really being curious about a lot of different things because mm -hmm. like i feel like we are like when we grow up like we are trained to think that this line is like already formed for us and in like with like the education system and like you coming out of college like we are just like so set on like our line is already formed for us but i think like life like really starts when you and like you go into these dots, these passions, and like life is about connecting these dots, like as you go through life. And I don't think you can like, you can connect them and like form like your ideal quote unquote line, unless you're like curious about these things. Yeah. And that like involves about like leaning into things that make you happy. Like instead of things going into things that like make you more money, lean towards things that like make you happy and like that you really enjoy doing because and combine that with like the networking piece that we were talking about, like that will lead to something wonderful. And like, that's, I feel like the most successful people in the world, like they like, they found their dots that made them happy and they found dots that like allowed them to solve problems for other people too. Um, and like, that's how they kind of connected it. So um, if you're trying to, if you're stuck, like really just outline like what these passions are for you and like dedicate time to each one and like, really like like kind of envision like how you want to use this to like help other people too mm -hmm. and like then create those relationships with other people and then i think good things will happen that's kind of what i took from that so yeah i i really enjoy that because yeah we have we still live by these expectations of how generations before us did it mm -hmm. you know getting like I, I got caught in the old school way right you know you graduate high school you go to college you study business you get out of college you get a good job with good benefits and that's about it mm -hmm. i tried that i was like that shit, that shit sucks bro like not for me Re respect but just it's not my game mm -hmm. um and it's interesting you talk about connecting the dots it's wild how many things we do is all some sort of stepping stone mm -hmm. everything's a step to another step um like because of what we do here, then someone else asked me to do a project over here. Okay, never thought I would do that. I'll try it. I'm intrigued. Um, you know, you just you started doing resume writing. Now you're doing presentations at colleges. Now you're gonna do an ebook. Like everything has its own little step yeah. of man. Who to thunk this? I didn't ever think I'd write a cookbook. Well, maybe I thought I'd write a cookbook at some point. Ah, maybe. But uh, it's just yeah. So many things 
like everything is connected. So there's little dots, so stepping stones. I, mm-hmm. I think it's fun, not all the time, but fun to see where certain things take you. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating as hell sometimes, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what connects with what and how things set you up for the next thing. Yeah. So. And, and if you're going to, I mean, life is about failure. Life is about navigating challenges. At least, like, when you follow your, your passions, at least, like, one, you're failing on your own terms, but at least, like, you're getting better and failing through something that you enjoy doing, if that makes sense. Right. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, would you rather fail, like, in a, in a job or in a career or in a situation where you hate it already? Or would you rather, like, fail in something that at least, like, you like it's gratifying to know that you're at least getting better and that you're, like, doing it through something that that, that drives you passion? So, exactly. Yeah. And do you want to fail for, like, someone else's business where, you know, it's like, oh, I can't really put that towards my business. I kind of work for them. And then they're blaming me for because I screwed up. Nice thing about having your own business when you screw up, you know whose fault it is. Right. But then it's you understand bottlenecks and, and how to scale and improve that business. So, yeah, it, and it hurts to mess up, but right. That's that's just the business, man. Yeah. Mentors can tell you everything under the sun, but there are certain things that you're still gonna have to mess up and figure it out. Yeah. All right, Tim. Anything else? No, that's it. I thought we covered a lot of good stuff today. Yeah. Episode 167, baby. T- today was pretty fire. Um, and I'm sure everyone listening thought the exact same thing. So no surprise there. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for hanging with us today. Please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps us get momentum with the show. Let us know you know, what you're enjoying or what topics you want to hear us cover. If there's people that we should reach out to to try to have on the show. Um, if you know them, try to connect us. If you don't, send us some names. We'll always try to connect with anyone and everyone that we can that we think would be a good fit on the show. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We appreciate it again. Hope you had a good time hanging with us. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, we are out.